0: Today's episode of Better Call Saul is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some Cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams. They have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com. Use code DVR20 today. Welcome back to Daily DVR Does Better Call Saul. Congrats, Better Call Saul, for all the Emmy nominations. Rhea Seahorn finally, or Ray Seahorn finally, gets nominated Best Supporting Actress, even though it probably should have been Best Actress, but that's what they submitted her in. What do you think about it, Heath? How are you feeling about the Emmy Awards?
1: Finally. Ray Seahorn gets what she deserves. The only thing I will say is I think she's had better acting seasons than this one, even though she's been fantastic this season. Um, Cause I think she should have literally won. I think, I don't know if it was last season or the season before I was like, hands down, she should have won. And I don't even think she was nominated, but Hey, take it. <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows the politics involved, but very happy. Bob Odenkirk also got nominated. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, did the, the, I'm sh- I, I didn't look. I looked at the. I perused the list really quick. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming best dramatic series that got nominated.
0: Yeah, I, best dramatic but- series, lead actor. Supporting actress, and then a host of technical directing, writing. Good. Okay. And all that kind of stuff. So it was a very good showing. I mean, we'd love to see Mike. We'd love to see, you know, uh, maybe Patrick Fabian. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some, but hey, maybe our man Jeremiah Bitsui, you know what I'm saying? Who we just interviewed three minutes ago, and now we're rolling right into the podcast. But you know what? It was a good showing. And I have to say, initially, when I saw these Emmys, I was like, blah, blah, blah. I was kind of complaining because that's what I do. And uh, and now I looked at it again. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a fun Emmys. We should do an Emmy podcast solo this year. Bring it back. I'm uh,
1: All right. Yeah, because I do notice like Squid Game and Succession. I I've still haven't watched an episode of Succession, but that seems to dominate everything. Yeah. <sighs> Um.
0: Yeah. So it does. It does. From what I hear, it's fantastic, and I trust everybody. Gina and Andy are always telling me to watch it, but I've tried like three times. It's just that the lead guy is a little bit too much like my father, so it's like I kind of, oh. <laughs> I kind of got to get well, over there. it. It's like the Sopranos. Well, there's thing, the rub. But yeah. There's it's, the rub. You know, It's always every all cowboys have daddy issues. um <laughs> no. we're, we're here to talk about. Better call Saul season six episode eight. What an amazing pivotal, I mean, we were talking before, I think in the, like the beginning of the season or even the preview show, Hey, maybe they'll dispense with the Lalo stuff and then get to maybe some future stuff, you know, um, or a different storyline that concentrates more on Jimmy and Kim. And this is, this episode did that. I was kind of surprised to be honest with you. I, this episode went by like a freaking bullet.
1: Like bullet train with Brad Pitt on it. That's how fast it went. Axel. Totally. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, and, and like when John Locke said, I believe when the hatch was imploding, I was wrong. <laughs> I was worried with, we had a few episodes that were slower building up things. You know, I was un, I was like, where are they going to go from this? And then of course we had the Howard death to leave us halfway through the season as the cliffhanger. This episode was so damn good. It was fantastic. And we're going to get into it of course, but I was just like, why, why, I mean, not that I ever doubted the filmmakers at all, but I was just worried a little bit. And now I'm like, holy crap. They execute an episode like this. And I'm like, we're in such good hands. Why? I, you know what? D- next week, give me, you know, Axel's, you know, microphone and freeze it in something for an award. I will watch <laughs> it and love it. Yeah. I'm telling you right now.
0: There was, I mean, Earlier today on the Facebook, I had a little conversation, just a little exchange with our friend Bubba from the Double P Podcast Network, who is now Double covering, P. yeah, Double P, perfect podcasters and yeah, perfect performance and posture. Um, but of course, they're <laughs> affiliated with Double M, Matt Murdock. Then that is not Daredevil. Uh, that's the podcaster. He's our our daredevil, the creator of Podcast Winterfell. But I was saying that we were talking about Severance, and I was like, I felt like Severance kind of spun its wheels in the middle of the season, did a lot of the same things, and he was saying that he felt that actually Better Call Saul was kind of spinning its wheels with the whole lead-up to the Howard fiasco. I'm going to call it a fiasco now because that's what it turned out to be. Um, And... I can, I can see that point of view and I saw your point of view, but I do get so immersed in the filmmaking aspects and just the overall production of the show that they could do anything. And I would find it interesting, right? Like Mike taking apart a car for 15 minutes. I love it. Um, but I think with these two episodes, they're now we well, now we're pushing, right? like, we're mm-hmm. getting Breaking Bad final end of the season, final season kind of propulsion here, which, by the way, I'm still um, I did a rewatch of Breaking Bad um, over the break here. I'm almost done. I'm actually about eight episodes. I wanted to wait, kind of time it to about a week or so before the finale of Better Call Saul. I, I finished Breaking Bad and watch uh, El Camino. But um. Uh, So I'll drop some hints there of things that you can get that on our Patreon. I did a little podcast for each season. I think I still got to drop season four, Um, but that it's getting, it's we're in it now. And uh, Kim has just spent the whole episode shell shocked. And that's how I felt. Um, Even talking about it now, it's like, I don't really know where to start because it was so, it was such a straight line. That there was no deviations, the little bit of deviation with how it began with Howard's shoes. I knew immediately when I saw that shoe in the ocean, I knew we were going to pull up to his car and there, this was part of disposing of his body. Were you in it too? Or?
1: Axel, Axel, sit down. This never happens.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: I'm just trying to calm you down like Mike does.
0: I know, I know. All
1: right. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I love that, that open, but the shoes, footprints, I kind of knew, and then I, and then when you, of course, you see Namaste on the license plate. It's not like completely. You got to really look. It, it's not like in your face. They do it at, at an angle, which is great, but I, I, I had to be like, oh, clean up cleanup crew. I didn't know whose cleanup crew, but I was like that stage, and wow just visually to see the waves, a shoe. Then they even get the camera under the water to see the shoe floating. Then the other shoe, the footprints, the ring and the wall. It was just and the music playing. Um, it just and what we get later in the episode that goes towards that. It's just, it's, it's the brilliance of this show and what they do. And it just had me, it had me and it just had me. And uh, it was this episode honestly as a companion to the last episode with howard getting killed it was like the perfect right after because some shows will will hit something else and then you'll go back to the apartment and you know they'll do different things to kind of keep you hang break uh, better call saul as they j- as they do they just went into it and it was just, ah, I, I was, I'm glad I watched it twice. That's because I missed stuff. Cause I was so like you, I was very like shell shocked. Yeah. I was like, Kim, get a bottle of wine. I'm like, Oh wait, he doesn't live here with me. Um But but it was just, it was intense. And, and even like the shot where they moved the chair and the cameras right near the chair and it kind of moves with it. Like little things that they do, like like you said in the interview with Jeremiah, uh, it w- it was just like it's like a film school. Yeah, I mean these they're so creative and and, and it's just brilliant.
0: And everything goes back to the characters because that little touch, I think the thing that really stands out to me more than anything in the whole episode is the beginning and the end, which is you see his wallet and the wedding ring on top. And then you see Mike take that stuff from him and his shoes at the end of the episode before he gets to somehow get some kind of retribution for his own death by being buried with his murderer. Right. Um, But uh, it's that little touch that Mike knew that. Right. Like how did Mike know he knew so he just the same way That we had been talking about before that Mike knew their whole fucking plan because when he sits him on the bed, he goes, I know what you were doing. Let's keep doing it.
1: (laughs) And, And how amazing is that the plan they had in place for Howard and where they got it's just like it was fitting, like the wheels were in motion by Mike, even not that they would have to bury Howard or make it look like. But the fact that he had that information and right away was like, boom. This is what we're going to do. But the fact that talk about shell shock when, you, you know, someone you hate but still care about but that you've been close to when they get killed in front of you, that kind of hate goes away. And it's just a different feeling because it's, it's not like Howard did really bad things to that. No. Um, But But the fact that your plan was so good and so about to destroy him, that it works to lead up to his suicide and cover up his death. I mean, think of that for a second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been thinking about it for more than a second, but th- if you're sitting on that couch, if me and you are sitting on that couch, Axel, and we're, we're, we're Jimmy and Kim, and we look at each other like, what did we just do? Yeah. You know, so... And we so have just- to
0: continue. It's like a torture. It's like a mental torture, and I think that had a lot to do I feel like Kim was thinking about that. Like they're both lawyers. They're always thinking like this. Right?
1: right. Right. And
0: I, that idea that there is no escaping this. Now we have to follow through with this whole bullshit. We made up about Howard while we're actually <laughs> grieving him and realizing what fucking bastards we were to this guy. Right. Yep. Nothing Nothing makes a joke or whatever real is when, in, in until someone gets hurt, right? Like your mom said, <laughs> like it's all fun yeah, and right. games till someone actually gets hurt, and then right. you feel emotion and you and they're like, What the hell? Just it was, uh, it was a brilliant way of writing what, again, many people have felt is kind of spinning wheels, but now that you look at it it's crazy the way it worked out and that is what makes this show so brilliant is that it see it almost seems like one of gus's or walter white's plans right or one of jimmy's plans or kim but it wasn't but it still works perfectly and that is that kind of speaks also to a realization that we know Jimmy's never gonna get out until he has to, right? He's gonna get deeper into this game, right? And what that speaks to Kim, we know. No, I have a new theory. Okay, I love to hear it.
1: I, I think, and you know, I could be totally wrong, but this is from what I got from this episode. Kim is gonna have like a breakdown, and maybe even go into a mental institution to get help. I could see that throughout Breaking Bad, she's been institutionalized, and then maybe got out, moved away. I mean, there's so much going on, and this is think about how she was ready to kill Gus, or she pointed to the Gus imposter. (laughs) But same, same thing. It
0: it just that Gus imposter was hilarious.
1: uh, But it's just like she's at a point now where you know they have to. She has to go to court at ten a.m. Jimmy's got to go to the office at nine 30. Mike specifically is like, you got to go about your day. You cannot because there'll be suspicion on you. If you, if you, if you deviate from your daily life, um, because they were the last person to see him alive. I mean, technically and what the cops are going to think. And what I don't, she's a strong woman, but I don't think that, I don't think she can just pack it in. Like Jimmy, Jimmy is going to as Saul. Uh, I really think she's going to check in somewhere and maybe just kind of go off the grid for a while. Yeah. And maybe, and and hopefully we see her back. Because the one thing I want to, with the Gene stuff and the after Breaking Bad, I would love to see them back together, get through it together, and kind of just live a life together. I'm hoping, I don't know if we're going to get that happy ending, but I'm hoping that's what it'll come down to. I, want, I do want to see Kim get her, get her mojo back and maybe be happy again because I don't think she's going to be happy for years to come. I don't think she can do what she did like Jimmy did, but who knows? But I just – that's what I'm hoping for, but uh, we're in good hands, so I'm hoping they give us something uh, close to that.
0: Well, man, I think that that is pretty spot-on solo, and it is kind of – I mean, the show has shown us that before, right? What happened when she was overworking herself, the the tendencies she has, her past history, growing up. um, Obviously, her mother struggled with addiction or mental illness or both. Those two things go hand in hand. Um, I think that that is a scary scenario, but one that I think could be very possible Um, I did think of just her retreating from it all because they are locked into this, right? Like we're watching the whole episode. We go through all the steps of her going, having to ride in the car try to shoot gut block you know and then uh huh. Victor tells her listen to the man i remember that shout out again to the interview yes. um, we're just going to talk about that interview every episode for ev- forever after
1: <laughs> oh um, such
0: a great interview so. we're renaming the podcast the J- jeremiah bitsui uh better call Saul podcast um but uh i i just she is just so wrecked it's such an emotion it's such a roller like You're right that, like, just her face, there was so much acting there, you know? And just a little of the screaming at Gus's. Um, But the finality, when they come to the end, when the look on both their faces, when they realize, oh, shit, Mike is right, or they already did realize it, we have to continue this lie now. We've got to talk to the cops. This is going to become a part of, who we are, our experience, we can't get away from this. I do. I think that that, that feeling of being constricted like that emotionally and in her life is something that she's not going to be able to handle in the same way that Jimmy can. Uh, and like he handled the desert, right? He's, I mean, he's still coming back from mm-hmm. that in a way, in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that's a very good thing. Uh, he, having, just losing it. Um, and Hey, if there's one show that could show that and do it justice, it's this one, you know, I think that they, yeah. could they could really do that. Cause it would be interesting if the rest of this season is internal like that, because we're so, this was so dangerous and life and death. And you know what I'm saying? that Mm -hmm. that's not always what Better Call Saul has been. It's spent so many seasons with just, you know, two brothers at each other's throat uh, with no guns, just words and emotions. So it it would be kind of... I I, I like that, that that becomes a focus and it kind of goes down a little bit like that, you know? Because I wonder, what what more do we really... What more is there for Gus, Mike, and you know what I mean? Solo, like this Lalo thing is kind of the end before Breaking Bad. That we might like. Are they really going to start something totally new?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think it's more. I think it's going to be fine-tuning stuff. I I don't know what they're going to have to do with Donna Ladio and how they're going to like Lalo's gone. Yeah, that could be. I was not going to. You're right. You're right. But that. But not. But not like three episode arc of it. Right. Um. It could be something that could be done in one conversation. Mm-hmm. Heck, you know, Gus hangs up the phone and is like, "Everything is good with Ladio. <laughs> no, whatever. I mean, that would be terrible. But you know what I mean, like, or Mike could be like, "Took care. Took care. It's not going to end up like you want it to be, but I took care of it." No, but it, it. It. There could be something there, and and moving forward, uh, with him now. You know, I don't know if it's getting the meth lab ready. You know, there's different things they could do, but is it? I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the focal point moving forward, yeah. Yep, uh, because of course, spoiler alert, breaking bad, they are not around for they're not gonna be around for the gene stuff. Um, you know, so it, I almost feel like we're gonna, we may get one more like kind of episode, maybe, and then three gene, four genes, or you know what? Two episodes in jeans or we start seeing the jeans. I don't know how they're going to structure mm. it. Um, You know, I, I don't know. I'm so it'll, it'll be interesting.
0: It, yeah, I'm up for anything. And I think it's just so fun that. I, I like that we have a conclusion here. You know, I was surprised that it happened so quickly. And of course, we haven't even said it yet, but like I'm so sad to see Lalo go. You know, I mean, I love the actor. I love the character. Um, like, you know, I don't think we're, well, we may get an introduction of the next Salamanca that we see in Breaking Bad, but Lalo is Lalo, you know, like what what a what a great performance there. Hats off to Lalo.
1: Uh, Tony Dalton. Yeah. Man. And how amazing now, I know you've been rewatching Breaking Bad, but to watch it now and knowing they're buried under... <laughs> the lab.
0: Well, let me tell you, yes, that oh my god, that totally hit me. And another thing, one thing that I did notice that plays into this episode actually is how how many times Gus says in Breaking Bad, I've tried the hard way that doesn't always work. And that is definitely shown in the way he responded To the Lalo stuff, right? How it Mm -hmm. came about the nacho stuff, the way he treated nacho. You really it's interesting to me that I almost felt while watching Breaking Bad that they did maybe a better job of Gus than even Jimmy, because in Breaking Bad, he is just a weasel. You know, I mean, that is just all he is. That he never—they go a little bit here and there to the, but it's not. It's not. It's so. It's like night and day. You know, he really is a weasel. But Gus has this. He's actually softer in Breaking Bad than he is in in many ways. Than he is in Better Call Saul. It's like he was still angry about what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 100%. It's, it's that anger is closer to him and that fear too is closer to him. Um, and I think that this success, taking out Lalo and being right about it, we call the gun, I mean, not we, everybody, that's of course that's why he put yeah. the gun. He knew what Lalo was going for. He knew the only evidence he could show Aladio is the lab itself. So that I got genius. so many questions
1: for you. I got so many questions for you. I want to ask you hit me. Okay. So let's, let's go with Lalo. It's got to start with Lalo's plan and then moving on. And then some of the stuff Gus does, I have questions about. So, okay. So Lalo's plan originally have Jimmy go, he, he goes, you take the 40 East. And I wrote a little map. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, Saul convinces Lalo that Kim should go. Cause you know, Saul figured whoever's staying back is dead and he wanted Kim. I think he wanted Kim just to leave and go and save herself. Um, that that's the impression I got. I don't know if you got that impression, but it, to me it seemed the odds were better if she left. Um, yeah, I don't know if Jimmy thought cause I don't think Jimmy thought she would do it. She does go through with it. But the fact that they're watching the house and everything and then with Mike.
0: So. Well, wait, let me take a step back because you did ask me. Yeah, do, take... do, I think, honestly, I just think he wanted to get her out of the room. Right. OK. And me he too. would have been happy if she didn't do it, if she went right to the cops and he died or Lala, He was literally that was the most selfless we have ever seen Jimmy he was giving up his life for her. That's the right. only thing he was doing. I don't think it had anything to do the he was saying she's better off to, this is bull even though it's kind of true because he knows Gus, right and she doesn't and that's like they've never had never met before. I don't believe that um uh that Kim had ever met Gus.
1: I don't think I don't so. know.
0: Maybe she got some chicken one time, I mean, but not not not
1: for well, me. Well, she might have. She might have.
0: I can't remember. She
1: might have got. She might have. She might have got <laughs> talked into the upgrade.
0: <laughs> she uh, got, Do you want fries with that? Um, but I think that uh, uh, that was a him making up a plausible thing just to get her, and I, and Lalo knew that because the point was it didn't matter. He was just trying to distract Gus and get the guys out, so it, he didn't okay, so care. so that was
1: right. So that was my next follow-up question. Lalo's plan all along was to get guys out and for them as a distraction, a decoy, if you will, to get into the lab. Correct. Yes. So he did. Was he? Did he figure if Jimmy went? He might get shot. He he doesn't care.
0: No, I don't think he cared. It didn't matter.
1: He didn't care. He he, He wasn't going back in an hour. It was all about getting the proof and possibly, of course. Okay, before I ask the follow-up question of that. (laughs) So, okay. So, and it was a funny moment when they're when Jimmy convinces Lalo that finally he just wanted them to stop talking. He's like, whatever, just you go I'm leaving you know um so now when Gus when Kim is at the house and Gus is watching her and calls her and Victor gives the phone to um Kim and she tells him that Jimmy convinced Lalo that he should that she should go and not him when 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 Gus hears that it was there's a couple things. At first, I'm thinking, oh, it, it, I guess it wouldn't have mattered who went. So I was thinking, is that where Gus is like, this guy talked Lalo all of it, out of it, he's going to be an asset to me? Or was it he sent a woman here to try to kill me saying you, It did Gus think the plan was Lalo was going to the meth lab?
0: I think he thought it doesn't matter. It didn't matter to him. He let I think just the fact that Lalo gave the impression that he listened to what Jimmy was saying
1: was mm-hmm. enough
0: for Gus to know that he would never give anyone else that kind of control. Right. So they were not a part of the plan. He was going for the lab.
1: Okay. Okay. Cause, cause that confused me a little bit and I'm thinking, you know, back to, so I'm like, wait a minute is, you know, he's going to be a great lawyer if he can talk Lalo out of something. But it it, it makes more sense that that was a D. It was all a decoy to get the guy scrambling. Yep. So, but then he lies, then um, Gus lies to Mike and says, I didn't think he was going to be there. I just went there. So what do you think about that? Why he lied to Mike?
0: Because I think that Gus Doesn't trust anybody, even Mike. I think Gus, I think and I think it's something that, you know, he's going to grow from. And uh, as when you watch Breaking Bad after, you'll see, like I said, he's going to be have a lighter touch. I think he's going to realize that he has to trust the people close to him. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's going to kind of fuck him in the end. But right. Right. That's the only way you got to can get through life is you have to have somebody that you think can be your man. Um, and I think that it just shows, you know, Gus is a control freak. He ha- he has to.
1: <laughs> you think? Yeah. Just, that's.
0: I mean, that's all <laughs> yes. it speaks to. He. I mean, you're right. There's there's no real it's it's kind of almost shows Gus's emotional side, right? It speaks more it speaks less to his um uh amazing intellect and and uh strat and strategy and more towards the issues, you know, like with the glass that we saw. See how that fucked him too, right? With Nacho. Um right, right. All this right. stuff I think it's just little hints towards how his own personality, it elevates him, but it also kind of cuts him out at the knees in some situations or makes it more difficult. And right. maybe we'll see Mike bring that up again. I mean, Hey, we have seen Mike go back and forth, right? Like have to get beat up by a bunch of frat boys or whatever to, <laughs> you know,
1: to yeah. I mean, come back to the like game, they were- but yeah, and this this was a Mike take charge episode. Yeah, it was good to have Mike doing his thing. Yeah. We I, like personally, I needed it as a huge fan of Mike because we had talked about how his character this season. There were many moments where it didn't seem like he was doing to, as much, other than going into trunks and you know stuff. Definitely, but uh, Definitely. but what I mean the what get got me actually got me a I don't know a little emotional, not like super emotional, but like. It had been what I was thinking in the last episode um, when uh, you said you, you and when Kim says, you said you were watching us, where were you? Mm-hmm. huh? And I would just like, and Mike even was like, you could tell he was a little pissed. Like they fucking that Tyrus or whatever. It had me take people off unimportant that, you know, and, and, and we're assuming that's one of them. Uh, and, you know, he, Mike was like pissed, but at the same time knew like son of, you know, we needed to keep men everywhere. And and you know, that got me. And and and, and Ray Seahorn, her delivery of that just really like ah, it, it was a moment that like caught me off guard. And it really like because I was thinking that. I mean, we were both thinking that the whole time, like how did Lalo get into the apartment? Mm-hmm. Oh, they must have, you know, pulled them their men. And so that moment there.
0: Well, ooh. yeah, and we saw that Mike pulled the men from there, but he didn't pull them from his uh, daughter-in-law's house and granddaughter's house, right? right? And they made right. a point of that. So I wonder if that's going to be come to an issue. Like, in the same way Mike went at Gus at the end, and he was like, I'm not happy the way this went down. Are you? <laughs> or he's like, you shouldn't be either. And then, you know, Gus is kind of like, motherfucker, he's dead, and by the way, get me a doctor <laughs> yeah. I'm dying but first I got let shot. me
1: call let me call my assistant yes, manager that was
0: beautiful <laughs> see oh that was God. the and it's that same kid right that he made clean the freaking fry machine again <laughs> I think and so again, I think so Lyle I think his name is or Kyle um, Kyle, it's Kyle, so Kyle, 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 I'm not going to be in today. Oh, I'll be out the whole week, um, week. in your capable hands, but it just <laughs> he
1: tells him to make this schedule oh, it's beautiful, so they can man. prepare. It's, he's it's just so, so crazy.
0: God, I saw, you know, whenever I think that I'm being uh, pedantic or obsessive or something, I just have to think of Gus Fring and it uh, frees me. You know, he's, uh, he's a special breed, man, a very special breed. Um, oh, I You know, know what's what,
1: weird, oh, Axel? Oh, okay, oh, go go,
0: go. Okay, I'll just no, say this. No, no, this. you go. Yours we, is more important. No, it's not more important, but it is something it's that just... we talked about and had a question about, about Gus that I have an answer to in Breaking Bad. There is an illusion oh, okay. to his family, but we never see any family. So though ah. at one point he says something about my wife or something. I remember there's some throw off line or when he's at one of these like, um, cop things. Um, uh, but, uh, they never show that. So I just, I just wanted to say that they were, cause I think we had a- like, I don't know. There was one episode where we were talking about that. Like, didn't he have a family in breaking bad or something? And the answer is no, that was consistent okay. that he, he doesn't grow a family later on. To hide or anything like that, he's that side stays the same. He does have Walt over for dinner one night, though. And oh, no, Jesse!
1: God, I don't remember. There's a lot of Breaking oh, Bad God, I don't dude, remember, it's... and I'm so upset. Let me tell you something.
0: What, the I gotta... overall thing that I have learned, and it's the same thing with our interview, which is that there is way more Gus stuff in Better Call Saul than in Breaking Bad. There's right. way more cartel stuff way. It's just that these characters just kind of show up in Breaking Bad, but it's in Better Call Saul that we really get to know um, most of not all, of course, but most mm-hmm. of the char- most a lot of these characters have a much bigger part in Better Call Saul. Um, they really expanded upon that part. And I mean, they had to because it's like Mike and Gus are like one There, I mean, it's like four co-leads in the show. Right, right. Um, But that's something. But uh, yeah, what were you going to say? Oh,
1: no. I was just going to say about Gus and his way, how anal he is or whatever you want to call it. Like, I've always wanted to be that way, and I like, but I can't. But I love watching people who are that way. Like, it just impresses me so much. Like, just the way he folds his tie, the way everything's in order. Like, it just... I would love, I'm like a messy person, but I would love to be like that. <laughs> but anyway, that's just that. See, mine wasn't as important.
0: Yeah, as I would story. love not to be like that. You can ask my son, who I'm like picking up crumbs <laughs> on the ground after he eats dinner. I'm like, you had four crumbs today, kid. Uh,
1: yeah, because because Lady Solo is like that, even though she knew, like, living with me, <laughs> she's just going to have to live with certain things. No, take the uh, good I just, and the bad. Yeah, but I, I, I've gotten better. I've gotten better. It's a fun, but I love so it I like clean. It. I love it clean and organized. I'm just messy yeah. in between. Anyway, yeah. so, all right. Oh, I want to, you know, I'm hoping our buddy Matt Murdoch hears this pod. Um, because did you feel, and I and I loved it, that the score was so different? Like when Kim's driving, throughout the episode, the score felt so different. Different, it unlike was, yeah, anything it was, I've heard.
0: I I, th- I agree with you, man. I felt it was very. I don't know how to describe it. um Matt would know better. I don't want to. Yeah. It, it was just more up. You know what I mean? It was just higher. Um, right. When I think a lot of this show, it's like a like a. It just yeah. It felt there was, was a, a, a more don't energy don't. and and uh, yeah, it
1: was just more like yeah. intense. It was great. It um, was it was
0: intense. It was that really intense. helped. It. Yeah, man, that car ride with Kim, that's that was who God. that whole thing. And just I just going back to and thinking about it again, the way it was really so there's no question. You no, know, we've always had a lot of questions about Jimmy this. Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? I mean, he's a con man, but it, I think that was the clearest we would ever see him act like he was just he knew he had to get her out of that room,
1: out of there. Yeah.
0: You know, and, and the thing is, is that I felt like Lalo understood it. And that's why he agreed with it is that he said, fuck it. I just need them to, uh, it's like H- Lalo's heart betrayed him. Cause he was like, fuck it. I just need one of them to go. It doesn't matter. Cause it's a ruse. Uh, um, right. and you know what? This guy really loves her because Lalo's very impressed by Kim. I almost feel like that would maybe Gus wouldn't have picked up on it if it was Jimmy. Um, But because Kim had approached Lalo earlier in the jail, he was so impressed by her that he was like, oh, you know what? I don't want to scare her anymore. You know, let her go.
1: You know I mean, maybe. I mean, Lalo is a cold-blooded killer.
0: That's true. uh,
1: That we that we love. (laughs) But but maybe no. But honestly, maybe the odds of him shooting Gus at the house were very little. Their team could have took him down.
0: Hey, you know, even so, maybe he
1: wanted Kim there. Maybe he wanted Kim there because I I don't want her dead. She's kind of cool, like in his (laughs) Lalo way
0: and like right? mike said she's made of sterner stuff it's yes, it's evident right. it's evident and you know what though that's why i like your idea that that's kind of kim's thing right like and that's what we do to women a lot don't we us men you, they you're tough women are tough you can handle it right like all this stuff and pile it on and i feel like a lot of these men are kind of like so in awe of her And they think like, oh, she's kind of even tougher than me. Oh, she can stand up to me. And I don't know. I think you're right that, you know, Kim is not Kim is better than these guys. And she I don't know that she has the same ability to cut off like that. But we're going to learn. We've seen it in the past. Maybe she has. But this is a different level. Right. Like, is she going to step up with Jimmy in the same way? I think that's what this is really setting up, because don't forget it was only a couple episodes. We're talking about how cold hearted she was with the Howard shit and the whole season. And now this is really like a reckoning, you know, a come to Jesus moment as they say. And yeah, uh,
1: you know, and, and looking back at that, the way Kim, I mean, yeah, maybe she was a little cold hearted, but I mean, maybe went a little too far, but like, you know, Howard could lose his license, could, could make him down a pit, but he'd still be okay. I'm sure. Cause he's not really a, you know, you know what I mean? So it's like, and then you see something about murder and oh my God, but the fact that she was ready to do it, like, I, you know, I think, you know, it would have been a little different scenario. Who knows if Howard wasn't killed and Lalo had them and said, so you have to do that. I w- would love to see the reaction on both of them. Um, if it was a different scenario w- without just seeing their friend just murdered in front of them and that shell shock, you know, would would have Kim gone and done, you know, so it, it's it, who knows, but, you know, I just think with any person, how, how much is too much. And though Kim is strong and she's, like we said, better than most of these men, probably my favorite character in the show, um, you know, and, but, Like, how much can this woman really take as strong as she is? There's got to be a breaking point. And seeing someone get murdered and almost committing a murder, you know, and thinking Jimmy's probably dead, you know, like, how much can you take? And a lot of times, strong women, strong men in the moment can handle themselves. And then when it's over, that's when the breakdown
0: comes. Of course, man. I mean, look, we've got, yeah, how how often have we heard of. I mean, we have so many soldiers who come back, right? Th- these are the sure. tough people. Perfect and then you have, it's hard to admit that's something. I mean, gosh, man, you know, we're all human in the end. We got a great email from our friend Reginald, and he, right, ta- Reginald. he was talking about the, exactly what we we're talking about. said, did they do her dirty? Kim used to be the Wonder Woman, but the writers of Point and Shoot turned her into Lois Lane, waiting for Superman to save her. Kim was a whimpering mess the whole episode. Mike said she was made of sterner stuff. All season long, we have seen how her masterfully orchestrate Howard's downfall. But in this episode, she's barely recognizable. This is a different point of view than we had. At times, the scenery of this episode looked like a horror movie. It seems as though the writers wanted to turn Kim into a stereotypical blonde screaming her head off until Jason or Freddie, or in this case, Lalo, chops it off. Her brain is so scrambled that she was actually going to kill someone on Lalo's orders. This is not the resilient, super intelligent, resourceful Kim that had been sold to us previously. Perhaps, though, this is making a mountain out of a molehill and Kim's reactions were totally understandable under the circumstances. <laughs> What, what do you think? Well, Reginald, I agree with you, but I think it's it sh- we, you know, I do think, I mean, you know, this show falls within that pantheon of bad men, right? The evil that men do like a Breaking Bad, Sopranos, Mad Men, like there's a whole, the streaming world began with a bunch of uh, white dudes, and <laughs> right? Who, who did something <laughs> bad and were kind of falling in love with them. You even hear David chase to this day is like, why wouldn't you love Tony Soprano? I don't know. He was a sociopath and a narcissist. Maybe sir, (laughs) you made the show. He was not a good guy, but I think that it speaks well of, I don't think it's doing her dirty. I think it's doing her love. And what we're trying to say and what at least I'm trying to say is I think her reaction was human, I don't think it's tough. I don't think it's cool or you're a superhero because you can see someone's head explode and you don't react like this desensitized culture that we live in where I think violence is so plentiful uh we we try to rise above it with, that you have to be a hero, right? And not feel it or be stone-faced or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's fucking horrible to see Howard get shot in the head for no reason at all in your living room. That's yeah, life changing. That that You know, you don't need more than that.
1: There's Wonder Woman in the essence of dealing with politics, dealing with the law, dealing with holding two jobs, dealing with, you know, car accident and rebound. and There's that, but they weren't, they didn't make her into a superhero. She's a human. Yeah. So Wonder Woman would have been her breaking free and, and killing Lalo right in that room. Okay. So I think she was Wonder Woman in the fact that she could have easily broke down, not gone to, to, to leave and kill, try to kill uh, Gus. When Mike sat her on the bed, she could have been like, what do you mean? This never happened. Blah, blah, blah. She went along with it. She was a mess but she knew what she had to do and she did it and she could have acted a whole different way. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that they, um, you know, she was a whimpering mess and that she was, wasn't wonder woman. And yeah, she drove and the that. car
0: there. That was like I mean, I don't She fucking
1: drove yes. the car there yeah. and was and pulled <laughs> was the trigger or <laughs> was about
0: to was gonna yes, she was gonna follow through with it, which now I yeah. understand so, I mean
1: I understand Reginald, like yeah. what he like I, I totally understand exactly, what he's saying. But... We're, ju- we're just we're just kind of given our views and, and well, i'm not saying that it's too wrong. at the end
0: he know you know yeah. this is yeah. an intelligent yeah. gentleman. i think that
1: but I, it, the horror it, movie thing was pretty cool though i like because like when you see like the blood yeah. and the shell oh, casings yeah. Yeah. the framing of that whole apartment the I mean it's just vince gilligan you are a genius but just it had it did have those elements and that's why I think it threw us off a little bit and got us all discombobulated because it was a different type of episode and, but it was one that works so well uh, coming back from the break and just everything. So uh, I, uh, though I might not agree with everything there, but you made some good points, Reginald. Yeah. I, I don't
0: Thanks for writing in. Yeah. Appreciate um, it, brother. I think it's a complex, it's complex. And that's why this show is so yeah. amazing because you can see things from so many different perspectives And it's definitely a show from watching like the after show and listening to the podcast. It is a show where one actor or writer or producer will think one thing and the the actor acting it out or the director directed thought something totally different. And then when it gets to the screen, nobody cares because it has so much of this show has a duality to it. Right. Or a triality to it. Um, or right. a quadrality to it, where you or, uh, see- <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, I don't know what the next one. Or, is. Or if you could see it from so many perspectives and none After- of them are wrong, that's what makes yeah. it a brilliant um, a brilliant thing. But I think that there is a strength in being able to follow through with it, um, and the afterwards, I think when she got there, yeah, because. One thing we do have to remember is that this is Kim's entrance to this world. It was only a couple episodes ago that that bag from the desert full of money was sitting in. Like this is right. new. We we are used to it because we watched Breaking Bad and Better Call on. We think blah blah blah. But when you actually just watch the show and see what the characters went through, this is not her every day. Seeing a light, seeing a friend of many years, a person who brought her up and helped her. Like they were, you know. How long was she at that fucking law firm, right? At HHM. And then Howard gets shot in the head in their liver. Like that, that, that could change anyone's life forever. That is nothing. I have never experienced anything like that. Have you Heath? And I hope not. No, no, no I hope right?
1: to God I, we don't have to Yes. or any more exactly. listeners so have to.
0: It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. So her reaction as a human, I think, but you're right in terms of the show, she was I think this is what happens. You play with fire, you get burned. And I don't think Kim understood, as as we learned, which neither did Jimmy, right? We've seen him kind of fumble his way into a cartel oh, yeah. and all this shit. <laughs> they have no idea yeah. who these people are, you know? Um, and the
1: fact, like, you know, you know, when Lala was saying, Nacho introduced me to you, and it was like, so you're at fault. And, and like, you could see Jimmy's mind going up. Like, yep. thinking, like, wait a minute. I don't, uh, you know. Um, Crazy. But, uh, so, Axel, there's something that I, I have to talk to you about that confused the hell out of me. I had to rewind it three times. Okay. So, in, in the shootout with Lalo and Gus. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk a little more about the fan or whatever if you want. But when he kicks the light and it goes dark and he goes for the gun, we see flashes from uh, Lalo's gun. And then we do see flashes from Gus's gun, but it took me three rewinds to, to catch that. Because then it's a close-up of Gus, you know, clicking an empty gun. You're right. And first watch, I'm like, does someone empty the gun?
0: like oh okay i saw it i saw it right away i thought and i was right i was wearing headphones too i'm always wearing uh Mm -hmm. and you can hear the gunshots from either way
1: i just felt that it was a little unclear
0: i I mean i guess like that
1: was it supposed to be what that was the choice
0: i think so definitely i think it was it was just yeah it's confusing
1: it was because when he's firing empty. Now I understand, like, Gus is. I think scared at that point. Mm,
0: yeah,
1: and that's why he keeps firing. He he's. I don't think he's ever been in a situation like that, right? Has he ever killed anyone? Has he been ever been in a gunfight?
0: Uh, up so, to this point, right? he has had other people. Seen, yeah. He's had
1: other people do it for him. Um, you know, the Nacho, scene, of course, but like like something like that where someone's trying to kill him and he has to fire back. I just it, it that was a little confusing to me. Then when I saw it, I saw the flashes from his gun, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's just so in fear. he just keeps, um, you know firing. Um, but okay, I, I just wanted to uh, mention that because <laughs> I just felt it was so quick, but it it was like a realistic thing. like if you see it from that perspective, I just I don't don't understand the close up of him fire like it, it it was a little too confusing i uh f- for one view to, to me
0: i could see that i think that that was again was communicating what you said is that wow gus is afraid you know he was yeah he he did have this plan and we saw him touch that plug right and we saw him to yep, remember in. Yep. yep and we saw him do the uh put the gun there before when mike was there so he had a plan but still he was very scared and he had to take action. And to answer your question, I don't think up to this point now in Breaking Bad the 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 kind of calmness and not being so horrible to everyone around it, it does come to an end <laughs> because <laughs> Gus returns back to being and that's like his demise, right? His eventual right. face off with Walter. Um, he comes back. It's like it's a, it's a his obsession. And I think that it speaks a lot to.
1: Well, with Hector, right?
0: Yes. He, yeah. And with Walter, though.
1: Oh, just, but he dies. after.
0: Yeah. He gets obsessed yeah. with Walt. It just I mean, oh, it, yeah, 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 the situation they both get themselves into. And he and he has to be hard. Hey, we were talking with uh, Jeremiah Victor. What That's one of the things he does just kills Victor. Like it's nothing just because he was at um, Gail's yeah. uh, when Gail was killed by Jesse. He showed up and the cops saw him or the cops could have seen him. Other people. Right. Actually, the cops weren't there. Just other people were there because uh, he was racing to stop Jesse Victor. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, it just seemed the, the with, with uh, real quick before I forget the firing of the gun, empty gun. It, it almost felt like at first his reaction was, oh my God, it's empty. <laughs> That's what it felt.
0: I think you're That's right, though. I, I think it was. I think because he just kept, like, I, I think you're right, and I think overall it just was supposed to be confusing and what and that it, it kind of like, you know, all these well-laid plans, in the end, it does come down to, was he quick enough and who fired at who, right? Like it was a total... Right it's total luck that he hit Lalo. Lalo did hit him. It no. just, yes, he did. Went right through twice. him. You know what I'm At saying? At least
1: twice yep. on the side, but, but yeah, but didn't. No,
0: I think yeah. that was one bullet. It just went through. That was the in and out of it.
1: Oh, was that what that was? Yeah, I it, think
0: that was, okay. it just kind of hit him on the side. Didn't hit any organs or it didn't look like it just kind of, it was like pretty clean that the oh, bullet it, left it, him. Okay. Because to wrong, me
1: in that, when they're working on him, it seemed like he had two bullets in him, but oh, they weren't going to
0: pull it that's, out. That's totally. I don't know. Yeah. I
1: could be wrong. It looked yeah. like shrapnel in two holes. So I mean, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but that I could be wrong. Well, whatever. Everybody. Whatever.
0: We yeah. don't have to be like Gus like this. It was two bullets. So <laughs> yeah, we don't have, have to be
1: Yeah, we don't have to. Well, uh, solo. Let's go for a. I walk. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. Make, I gotta make a schedule. Hold on. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> clean the fryer while you're there. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, man, what, I don't know how much more I'd say. What a freaking episode. I don't know what I was thinking the whole episode, like after I, we're leading up to this, then they go down. I mean, the whole scene was just amazing. The speech. Oh, you know what? Um, I have to give another shout out to Reginald, who sent another email, a, a, a different email, but at that point, pointed out that the speech that Gus gives is like, He was just copying Nacho. Ah, he was just saying the same shit that Nacho said, right? Like he was just making fun of everyone and, and just tearing them down. Um, and yeah, and he even kind of had like little, you know, used a little bit of an more of an accent to deliver it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he was talking to like a family member or something, you know, I thought that was an interesting mirror there i hadn't i hadn't thought about that and it's very true
1: Even and uh lalo the doc filmmaker <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was great stuff they love using cameras on this show they can't help themselves I you know, know what i mean they I just know. can't they put a camera anywhere um i want to ask you a question though
1: oh i like this I'm, i've got an interview okay. okay. you, you, uh,
0: How tell here's us a little bit here. about star city no um <laughs> gotta not mention not it once a podcast. that's um, right but,
1: baby Coming soon.
0: We know that Gus wasn't going to die. We know that Jimmy wasn't going to die. We know that Mike wasn't going to die, right? right? Um, We know that Victor wasn't going to. So did that take away from this? We haven't even mentioned that yet. Did that take right, away from correct. this at the end? Like when they went down in that hole, just Gus and Lalo, were you thinking to yourself, well either Lalo has to die or get shot.
1: You know what I was thinking? I'll be totally honest. None of it occurred to me. I was so into it. Me too. Now, now there was in the back of I had knowing, okay, Gus isn't going to die. Oh, you see how I did that? With his right Gus isn't going to die? <laughs> um, but I was like, is I was more is Lalo going to die? Is he going to leave with the recording? Is he, you know, is he going to injure Gus or you know shoot him and he's down? Is he not mm. going to kill him? Is someone is Mike going to show up? Like there were like different things going through my head, but to be honest, these two actors are so freaking amazing that I lost that what knowledge I had and I was so focused on the scene. I mean, I knew he was doing the I mean they 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 showed a shot of it but of course him getting near that light we know he's got a gun planted i wasn't sure where the gun was planted though i thought it was on more on the stairs i couldn't remember but i you knew something was gonna happen but i was just so into it man that i really didn't take me away from it
0: i i totally agree with you solo i and also the one of the it occurred to me particularly in this episode i may have said it before i'm not sure but they have done so many interesting, out-of-the-box, strange setups and heists and plans on this show and in Breaking Bad that when they went down there, I said to myself, <clears throat> excuse me, I was like, you know what? I can't think about it. It's like it didn't occur to me because anything could happen. Like I give them credit for being able to pull off anything. They have my trust so much at this point that if Gus had died or something or got shot in the head or something, I would have thought, well, they will plausibly explain this in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) I just Gus's
1: twin brother.
0: Yeah. It doesn't take away from that for me at all. Um, Even the Jimmy stuff, the scene with Jimmy and Lalo and Kim knowing, okay, a knowing like well, Lalo probably isn't going to make it out of this season, but Jimmy will. And we don't know about Kim. It really didn't occur to me. I was just in it.
1: Yeah. Me too. I was just and, in and it. And this is before prequel, pre prequel culture. Because <laughs> really, I mean, when you think about it, I guess the Star Wars movies kind of started the prequel thing. Yeah. Uh, at least for me. Uh, and then, you know, that kind of became a thing. Prequels and whatnot. But I, I was always the fact, like with the Star Wars movies. Was so excited to see stuff I knew happened. I just wanted to see it live, like seen it, heard about stories, talk about. You just want to see it, um, and I was. That's why I enjoyed the prequel movies, though they weren't the greatest. I think they got better as they went along, but I, it was cool to see certain things, how Obi, you know, just like different things. So. With, with Better Call Saul, I am so into how the pieces connect. And I love that about, but the show went another level. It wasn't just about, oh, okay, this is where we're going to see this happen. Or this, like, they're surprising. Like, okay, is is Lalo going to make it? We know, you know, is Nacho going to, you know, at least with them giving, but what they did differently is they give us like stuff after El Camino after breaking bad, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Could these people, any of these people, be in that?
0: <laughs> they could do anything, you know? man. It just right. So that's yeah.
1: why, that's why they they doing that They've earned it. It it, it kind of like was like, okay, well, maybe this person won't die. Maybe Nacho won't die. Maybe Nacho will be living with Kim in Nebraska, you know, like Axel wanted. Like you just don't know. And I like having that little, I think that's just enough. Now we know, but on the reverse, we know certain people who can't die, um, but I, but I'm okay with that. I love these characters so much. It this doesn't for me it, it, now. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't change anything. I mean, I guess I feel a little more secure knowing who can't die, but everything's done so well that I'm so into the show that sometimes I forget that, or not forget it, but just not thinking of it during a scene.
0: Definitely, dude.
1: Do I just drop the mic? And oh, Okay.
0: <coughs> no, I just took a bite out of a sandwich.
1: Oh! An Albuquerque special?
0: Sorry about that.
1: You're, you're listening to all Georgia's right i'm done <laughs> better call Saul live was axel to, is eating
0: i was trying to Axel's quick,
1: pulling alex on well we, when we he used to we eat been, during run, his pods. i
0: know we've been running these back and forth with the interview so we've been on for a little bit of time here and i had to get okay, it a little have a sandwich a little nutrients it's gonna be I our new podcast have a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> i'm keeping it in baby i'm keeping it in keep it in um, keep it in it's
1: it's 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 it's
0: natural i am super excited about where this season is going because it can go anywhere. And right. I, if we get some gene stuff, I'm going to be happy. If we don't, we don't, I really have so little expectations. It's so funny. We're doing Westworld at the same time to subscribe to the Westworld theory cast people. And so much of that show is like guessing what's going to happen. And I have this theory and I have that theory. I have, I like what you said about Kim. That's interesting because it's about her character, but I'm so long for the ride. I'm I'm loving it, and I can't wait for the next episode. I think that's all I got for today. How about you, Solo?
1: Well, I I got another hour of me, but no, I don't. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I I'm with you, and 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 it's refreshing. Um, because you know, there's those shows where you want to keep thinking and what's going to happen. What what is this going on? And some you just like you said, along for the ride. Like a mine hunter, even a mayor of Kingstown. We had, you know, some little theories, but it, it's a show talking about the characters and what could happen, Definitely. of course. But Westworld's more complex because you don't know what's a simulation, what is this, what is that. And it just seems like it goes on and on. And I'm not a huge fan of the show, but I do watch it and enjoy listening to you and Ando and the cleanup text. Yeah. But, um, but you know that's the only reason I watch the show. I think is to listen to you guys. But uh, <laughs> but no, no. I mean it's a well done show. It's just a little out of my out of my realm. I get. I don't know. Anyway, this is not a Westworld cast. This is a Better cost Uh I'm I'm after this last episode because I've been thinking about my list, my favorite, my top ten of the year. I'm always thinking of that, and honestly, like. <sighs> I mean, if this ain't number one, it's going to be two. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, this shows that is so good.
0: It's awesome, dude. It's definitely awesome. Alright, Solo, we'll oh, be back.
1: Oh. oh, sorry. One more. What? Alright, real quick. I love the fact that Arthur starts emptying the fridge, and you're like, what in the hell is he doing? <laughs> and they bring in a new fridge, and they put the body in the old fridge, and that's a perfect way to move it to make it look no one suspicious
0: and they still dump it in the lab that's what's that's what's so amazing too is they went through all that and then didn't they they didn't just say fuck it we'll throw the fridge off a bridge or something you know no they were like no we just we need to do this perfectly so it's but all that planning man it that's what i think such a lesson of this episode in particular all that planning who knows what's going to happen you know what I'm saying? Like w- we don't know that it all worked because whatever they try to do, the human element always creeps in. You can't stop.
1: Yeah. It. And it, and honestly, what I got from this episode mostly was I don't think I could fit a body in my fridge. <laughs> I
0: don't think I could either, man.
1: I don't know. Cause the freezer and I I, I, you know. Know, I I don't know,
0: but it's stainless steel and I think it has an ice maker. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good There one. you go. Thanks Mike. Mike got him a nice fridge. It was like, I picked this up on Prime Day. You better fucking like it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Solo, you're the best ever. Star City Murders coming yep. on soon, right?
1: Yep. Hopefully this fall. Uh, we are got our second cut going to be done this weekend, and we're close to pitcher lock, baby. Nice,
0: nice. All right, we'll be back. Thanks for listening, everybody. Become a patron. Go to patreon.com/dvr. Go to dvrpodcast.com. Hit us with an email, like Reginald. Thank you, sir. dvrpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Peace. We hold on. I'm gonna need your shoes, right?
0: Oh, damn it! I need my shoes. All right, baby. Uh, Axel Wexler.